Welcome to Beyond the Field Podcast, your weekly dose of finance, property, and epic people doing epic things powered by the team at Money Empire. Get informed and entertained with the coolest cats in the business. Welcome back to Beyond the Field. My name's Goran. I've got my sidekick, Isan Asiwa, here. Hello, 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 hello. Good. And we've got a very special guest today, the one and only, um, how do I say your surname, Ben? Oh, Lennart. Lennart. Where is that from? Um, my dad's actually Hungarian. Hungarian, okay. Yeah. I'll tell you something interesting about Hungary. They are the first people who invented the automatic transmission. Really? Yes. Did you know that? No. Are they close <laughs> to... Very Vermont? close. Yeah, very borderline with Croatia. Mm. So, yeah. Uh, ben Lennart from Almighty Drinks, founder and director. Welcome. Welcome aboard. Thanks for having me. Um, I'm going to hit you with some quickfire questions quickly. Dream car. Let's go. Dream car. Oh, um, maybe something like American in sixties and like okay V eight. Nice, cool. yeah, that's cool. I'm but done with that. But that's quite impractical. So yeah. yep. a new Defender would be quite nice. Oh, okay. You know what they say about Range Rovers, eh? If there's no oil under them, there's no oil in them. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Uh, favorite holiday destination? Oh, oh, um. Mexico is amazing. Okay. But like Northland, yep. okay, pretty special. Yep. Sweet. And then the next one was just a casual favourite place to visit in New Zealand for a holiday or any time or weekend. Yeah. Um, yeah, probably Northland. Though. Okay. The beach is just it's too good. Mm. Fantastic. Mate, what? so just give the, all the listeners sort of a background of uh, where you grew up, what school you went to, um, and general upbringing from birth. Um, so I'm Wellington, born and bred. Uh, I. My family, I, was, I had a really great upbringing, I had a really supportive family, really hardworking, had an older brother, younger sister, um, we did a lot of activities, very proactive and active yep. family, like a lot of sports and camping and missions, yep. and so I had, a, I had a great upbringing. Um, went to school, Wellington College, yep. and that was awesome, it was um I was a I was pretty like small at school, but um, so I I played a bit of rugby early on, but it was quite a rugby school. Yeah. But it was actually a super diverse yeah. like year group we had, that was awesome. Um, got a lot. Most of us like got along really well. And it was quite a um, great foundation for me as I grew older. And um, yeah, Wellington was a great place. Mm. Straight into university. No, nah, not at all. Cool. Tell, tell us what you did when you yeah. left school. Yeah, so uh, like when from growing up from a young age, like I worked the whole time. Yep. Worked in um, like in a vacuum cleaner cleaning shop. Yep. Um, worked at like placemakers and formed a new world on its first day, and worked at more Wilsons. Yeah. Um, all these kind of after school jobs, or whatever. Um, and then worked at cafes. So I worked at uh, Chocolate Fish in Scorching Bay in yep. Wellington and Pandora, which are, they're both you know great hospitality um, businesses and then from from after school i actually moved to melbourne and just sort of swore never to do hospitality ever again <laughs> and landed there um and was like a rubbish truck runner for yep. quite a long for a while um and was like a laborer and just we just partied too much yep. and did all these things in melbourne and i actually was like oh um, I need to go home. I need to like do something meaningful because yep. I'm gonna 
go nowhere. Yep. Yep. How long ago was that when you decided to So I was like 21, 22 when I came back to New Zealand. So I'd like spent three years, I think, in Melbourne. Party hard and then yeah. see the and light like, and you just need to, need to make a change. Yeah, and, that, and in those days, being a rubbish runner was quite hard. Yeah, it was... They didn't have the machine, you know, automatic machines. Yeah. You got to yep. lift all the Pick things, yeah. put them everything on the truck, and you run all day. And it was hard. it was actually quite a hard yakka. Mm-hmm. And um, partying and running and ro- being a rubbish guy is hard work. <laughs> oh shit! Yeah. So then, um, jumping into where did the hospitality start for you coming back into New Zealand? Because you've done a few things, which you can talk about. But where was the first step back into hospitality? Totally. So when I came back from Melbourne, I, I don't know for some reason I was like, oh, I think my mum's an art dealer. And she, they have this art gallery on Gusney Street in Wellington, and I was like, "Oh, you guys should put a, co- a coffee machine in your art gallery." And um, they were like, "Oh, it's quite a good idea, but maybe you should do it." So I ended up opening like this tiny little coffee shop on Gusney Street when I was 22, and Gusney Street at that time was it was about to be a, a developed, um, but it didn't have anything going on there. It was literally like the motorway basically yep. the motorway ran into Gusney Street and it yep. was just one way traffic it was tumbleweeds there was <laughs> Marion Street yeah. next yeah. door yeah, it was yeah. just like quite a colourful area of Wellington yep. um, and then from there I just grind out this coffee shop it was hard yakka at first but um, did it go good? no nah, not really to yep. start with yeah. but, um, <laughs> but it was just me like you know one person could run it and yep. you can run something like that super lean and it, but it just built this this community I suppose of you know great people and loyal customers and and that was you know this great foundation to to becoming a more successful business so then how do you jump ahead to milk crate so that was milk crate that was milk milk crate well it got such a good following yeah it took like I mean we did it for 16 years or something it was yeah you build up a great customer base and then did you go to cold press juices after that yeah we did so we um was milk crate and then I was after milk crate opened maybe four years later I opened another coffee shop around the corner um, and then brought on some business partners that are, that are my friends sure and we turned that and the other shop into a juice shop right but the issue there was the shelf life of the juice yeah right? totally yeah. Right. We, it was beautiful juice and yeah. it would last three days uh, chilled yeah. And you know, it wasn't very scalable. Just quickly, what sort of machines did you use for those cold presses? I know my, my parents have one. Right. It's quite like an industrial one, it weighs yeah. like a fucking ton. You see, heavy, you've yeah. seen me a picture yeah, of like a It tank. looks like an alien yeah. spaceship that my auntie bought in Germany for like $3,000, and this yeah. thing extracts every single vitamin, nutrient Amazing, out man. of a fruit and vegetable. And actually, sad, sad story turned good. My uncle was actually diagnosed with a type of cancer, and she's put them on these cold presses, mate. He had so much carrot juice that he was going orange. Wow. I shit you not. He was turning into an Oompa Loompa. But he swears, and she swears, that that actually... Um, helped him during his chemo and stuff he's he's sweet now but tell us about the machines they use there well it was probably the similar machine like we got it in from the u.s um because in the u.s and and california at the time there was a lot of cold press juice happening and we couldn't get any machinery in new zealand or even australia um so we imported it from the u.s and like you say it was super heavy yeah Yeah. heavy it's insane like you have to wash every single little bit after use with like this it comes with seven brushes this thing yeah (laughs) and it's just like juicing at home it's super messy and it was actually real annoying um but the pressure that 
you know the weights with these things yeah. because they can apply so much pressure yeah. they're pretty impressive little machines yeah they're, they're amazing but we just we just juiced all sorts of things and um just explored what was possible and what was good and what people liked and failed heaps and just it was fine but um the actual business itself was people loved the juice but yep. we just couldn't scale it up to yeah. the volume yeah. that would make it, it a viable business yeah, yeah. yeah. fair enough and is that one of the biggest learnings you took when you decided to, you know, start a new venture? Because you've talked about, I've seen an article, you talk about scale and size and how to do it. It's it's not just being about in one shop, one which I try and get in 200 and then 500. Yeah. And, and was that a big uh, focus point for you when you thought about the next move? Totally. Like, I, when, when the juice shop opened, I actually, I did study then. So I had been studying, had two coffee shops, went to uni real late and then was uh, when we opened the juice shop quite quickly after that I actually moved to Copenhagen to finish my studies with uh, university and when I was there I worked with a beverage company that was had more global scale and helped them launch in Scandinavia and it just opened my eyes to to the power of scale and was the juice shop still open yeah <laughs> so my um, business partners and mates yes were in Wellington running the juice shop and they were doing a great job of it and while you were in Sweden yeah, Co- I've got another funny fact about Sweden. Yeah, Co- I was in Copenhagen, but I did spend some time in Sweden. First awesome. country manufacturer, obviously Volvo, to um, patent the um, three-point seat belt and gave it to everyone to use for free. How cool is that? Great. Wow. Great. <laughs> My brain is just filled with these ridiculous, yeah. useless facts. And, and, but did you have a light bulb moment over well, while you were over there going, shit, this is where the juice shop is at? Um, Totally. Now the life on this is probably <laughs> going to end pretty soon. Yeah, well, we could have. There, there was definitely ways to grow that business. Yeah. Um, and you know, there are examples in New Zealand where they've scaled juice businesses really well that are sh- short shelfer. Like Tank yep. has been a great example. Yeah. Boost Juice Boost. in Australia. Yeah. Um, so there, there were ways to do it, but that was a different sort of skill set required yeah. to do that. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it was kind of a light bulb moment. Was it was pretty much like we can take this idea and this intention around healthier beverages and scale it up in a, in a way that we can connect with a lot more people across New Zealand and outside of New Zealand. Yeah, I love, there's a, there's a great um, uh, uh, well-being, IT well-being company in Dublin uh, called Pep Talk. And from day one, they said, we're a global company we're not an Irish company right. and yeah, they awesome. signed PayPal in Omaha in America then they signed Bank of America uh, they signed all these great uh, companies wow. in London but they said from day dot we're a global company we're not an Irish company and I think yeah. it was that whole thing around scale yeah and it's like it's definitely I don't know what other people's experiences but for me like starting small doing something not scalable was really powerful and that you learn why scale is great yep um, so if I'm ever doing anything ever again, I'd take that same approach, just start with scale in mind. And after that, obviously, Almighty was formed? Yeah, so when when I came back from Scandinavia, we um, adapted like our best selling and favourite juices from the juice shop into a longer shelf life format that we could sell to other cafes and hospitality operators. And we... Um, develop the brand Almighty so we maintain the juice shop's own brand um, and created Almighty as a new thing and that cool. was sort of how where did that name come from? 
Um, there has to be some story mm-hmm. behind. Yeah, it's maybe. a very powerful name. It like, is. The first thing I think of is like Bruce Almighty or something like totally. that. Totally. Yeah. Yeah, and it's just I, th- I suppose the idea of the brand is kind of um, you know to feel really good and feeling good about yourself, and this idea of Almighty is you know originally came from the idea of looking after your body and putting veggies and mm-hmm. and superfoods yeah. and and um, you know looking after yourself and feeling Almighty. And you know, but the the word Almighty sort of has a lot of kind of power behind of course, it. Yeah. And it was, but it was more about um, uh, you know how you feel about yourself. Yeah. And what have we got here, mate? And um, Sa- our producer Saskia, she'd like to know what sort of booze goes best with these things, mate. Um, that's up to you. But <laughs> to be honest, um, yeah, Almighty Active with with vodka goes yeah. pretty well. Okay. Man, because you've got on the on your website the mission. We want to make the make drinks that are for everyday moments, as well as the special ones. A drink to have in the office with your lunch after a workout and on the dance floor. Mm, like that's that. pretty slick. Yeah, that's um, pretty cool. Is everything around? How big is marketing for you? Um, it's super important. You know, we're creating a brand. Yeah, that's the main thing. Like we 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 need to. You know, I I don't know how people can make beverages, right? It's yep. not that hard Um, but to create a brand that people love and want to purchase over and over again that's that's the trick yeah love that that's pretty cool yeah what about about the rest of your team how big are you yeah I was just going to say so we've got uh, we've got uh, keeps growing but it's, um, we've got like 10 people at the moment don't yep. forget someone no I'm just joking <laughs> someone listening yeah. like, oh, we've just hired someone in Sydney who just yep. started this week so we've just launched into Sydney this week we've got someone in Melbourne uh, we've got someone in Christchurch um, and then one, two, three, seven in Auckland okay mm. mean um, how are you finding Auckland how have you found Auckland you love Auckland I love Auckland tell me some of your favourite restaurants in here mate well, I was lucky enough to go to Upper on Monday. Okay. Mm-hmm. That's one of my favourites. Mm-hmm. Mo and Les. Nice. Legends. Cool. Um, Cazador. Oh, yes, Cazador. So good. My cousin's best mate, Dash, owns that place. He's the man. He is the man. He can cook. Oh, my God. Man. He can cook anything. He's big on barbecue as well. Uh, yeah, um, mate. Can I just ask? Um, obviously, you've been in the hospital industry for a good while. You've had, you know, the small coffee shop and milk crate. Um, you know, juice company. How much has social media changed um, hospitality? Yeah, hugely. When when I started milk crate, I don't think there was Instagram didn't exist, and now if you're opening a, it depends where you are. I'm sure, but. If you're opening somewhere in Auckland, it's pretty important yep. to nail your social media. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, I mean, it's huge. It's, uh, I don't know, it, maybe there are ways of doing it without social media, but it, it is such a platform that you can get so many, so much visibility on your business mm-hmm. um, that it's pretty powerful and it'd be hard to not launch something yeah. without it. And, and so then, um, what do you see for 2023? Like how how big is big or how how big is scale for in Almighty? Your eyes? Yeah, for um, Almighty. Yeah, we we're really wanting to hit it out of the park in twenty twenty three. We're going through really big growth at the moment, and it's been pretty challenging but exciting. Uh, we are, I think like October October was like we're up one hundred and ninety percent on the same time last year. Like it's the the every month is getting bigger and bigger. Um, 
and we're pushing hard into Australia in 2023. Yep. So New Zealand, we're, we're really focused at the moment. We've just landed uh, BP, so we're in about cool. 40 great BPs around New Zealand. We've just got our active drinks into countdown. Um, and you know the, our grocery business is building out in New Zealand. Our yep. hospitality business is building out in New Zealand really nicely. And then this summer and then 2023 is really about Australia and being quite focused on executing in Australia. Yes. So we're just we're looking to grow. I don't know. We're going quite hard. I love That's that. Awesome. And awesome. You guys, are pro- some proceeds of the sales go towards um, education of to teach kids um, how to grow and um, cook healthy food. Is that right? Yeah, that's Tell right. Tell us a little bit more about that. Yeah, so that's something um, myself and the co-founders when we started our little juice shop. Before that, we sort of had a number of values that we were kind of aligned on that were that were important to each of us in a different way. Um, and whatever we were going to create, we wanted to come back to these values. And one of them was contributing something positive to the community, cool. um, wherever we operate. And so, yeah, we from the in, from inception, we we made the commitment to contribute money from from beverage sales to teaching kids how to cook and how to grow veggies, mm-hmm. and generally how to learn about food and understand where food comes from and yeah. why it's important. Um, and it's just something special that we really care about. It's not our A story or anything, but it's just something that we're, we're foodies at heart, you know, and being in the garden or in the kitchen with these little seven-year-olds throwing knives, like not throwing knives. Knife <laughs> <but laughs> throwing? Yeah, like cutting stuff up yeah, with yeah, knives. Yeah. Just, it's, it's pretty loose, um, but it's super empowering. You yeah, can cool. see, like, giving little kids responsibility yeah, and then being in the garden, um, walking around, picking off the tree how often do you do that during the year like do you so I um, I used to go almost every week but yeah. my schedule is not as so flexible not a, now yeah, right. but someone from our team goes uh, every like fortnight so oh, there's like cool. maybe three or four of them that go every fortnight that's so cool um, just quickly being um, in yourself in terms of personal development do you have any mentors or do you read a lot or tell us a little bit about yourself I mean do you aspire stuff like that um, yeah, I've got some. I've been really lucky to have great sort of informal mentors, not mm-hmm. kind of formalised sure. people that are my mentors, mm-hmm. but great people along the way that have really helped me. Yep. Um, and I think New Zealand is a special place where yep. that happens a lot. Yep. Um, but yeah, I've got some some people cl- in my sort of close circle at Almighty that have I've I've grown a lot from their influence. Mm-hmm. Um, awesome. In terms of reading, I've got like a two-year-old, two and a half-year-old, and a six-month-old, cool. and um, yeah. in the thick of it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. So I, I do have a book next yeah. to my bed, and it's like I get like one page in, and I'm gone. <laughs> but um, I love reading. Yeah, yeah. Um, for anyone listening that is looking to maybe start a journey in the same way that you did around drinks, like what would, what sort of advice could you give them around? You know, will it be something like, "Oh, don't give up"? Was there anything specific you want to tell them? Um, yeah, there's all the cliches eh, that are so real. Um, yeah. I just, I mean, don't give up is a pretty yeah. classic one, and yeah. but it's so real. I, I've got an example that's like we're in Countdown now. We're in Ferret Fresh, my first New World supermarket. All of those three customers of ours, like they said no to me at least three or four times. Out of us, and I like, love all this. of them. Yeah, so yeah. I. And it's just, I, you just 
don't take no. You just kept going back. Yeah, we. I just. I had to. Yeah. The business needed to be there, and Mm -hmm. I had to give them a reason to believe. And Mm -hmm. but sometimes you 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 do have to give up on the things if it's not right as well. Knowing when to give up is important, but most of the time you just just persevere. Perseverance. Yeah. Fair enough. Yeah. Tell me, for the listeners, what do you do in your spare time? Whatever spare time you've got, what do you like to do to chill? Um, to chill. I'm probably more of an active relaxer, but um, I do. I love running, getting outdoors, mountain biking. Do love a bit of yoga. That's a very cool. Work. Hiking. Love hiking. Yeah. Never do it, but I love it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm doing the Kepler and on oh, the mate, end of Kepler, end of I think it's oh, my favourite. Oh, yeah. it's so good. Yeah, haven't Special. been. Special. Yeah, that's fantastic. Um, one thing, if you could share with us, personal question: What is one thing that people don't know about you it could be quirky could be something that maybe something that you don't like people to know doesn't have to be on social <laughs> <laughs> I don't even know I, I'm a pretty open book yeah okay. like um, I don't know that's okay you don't have to answer it's alright yeah I, I don't I don't know I don't know Good if on I've you. got any like anything very interesting no, cool man my last question um, what is your favourite almighty drink um, at the moment it's probably the, the almighty active black current I just drink one of those every day and it's gold. It's, okay. um, nice. Have it with my lunch every yep. day and it's like you get to that lunch kind of moment. Yeah. Um, and you just need something else to get you through the rest of the day cool. and it's so perfect. It's awesome. Good. Yeah. Where can people, obviously you're in a lot of stores, do you have a social media platform? Where can people hit a follow or something like that? You're on Instagram? Or totally. Um, we're on uh, Instagram, Drink Almighty, um, LinkedIn got a little page and then in terms of like purchasing if you're in New Zealand countdown stores sell our six pack of sparkling water they sell our active drinks in the chiller lots of new worlds have them heaps of cafes and restaurants through New Zealand and you can buy online at drinkalmighty.com fantastic awesome Ben Leonard thank you so much for coming in today mate thanks for having me awesome thanks for listening to beyond the field If you enjoyed this episode and you'd like to help support the podcast, please share it with your mates or leave a rating and review. To catch all the latest, you can follow us on Instagram at Beyond the Field Podcast or send us an email at info at beyondthefield.co.nz. Thanks again and we'll see you all next time.